Hello everybody and welcome to another comedian's interview for my blog and podcast A Rich Comic Life. My name is Richard Gill and my blog describes my experiences of watching over 900 comedians and counting over the last 46 years. My guest today is the wonderful comedian Mr. Nathan Caton. Yay! Hello mate, how are you? I'm cool, man. How are you? I'm brilliant, thank you very much. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, mate, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, we're going to talk about an hour, for an hour or so, about, about your comedy career. And mm. I'd like to kick off, please, by asking you, how did you become a comedian in the first place? Um, I was just too lazy to get a job, and that's what happened. Right? <laughs> nah, um, <laughs> no, uh, okay, how, how did I become a comedian? I mean... I guess, um, well, when I was nineteen, yeah, uh, I was studying architecture at university, and it was it was the summer holidays, so in between first second year, and uh, I I went to a comedy club. Um, I bought like bought Time Out magazine. That's I'm showing my age now. Yeah, you time, but they used to have like <laughs> they used to have the uh, the open spot, and he's That's like, right. call yeah. up, call up if you want a spot. I was like, yeah, sure, okay, because uh, comedy was, was always something I wanted to try. So right. I always like performing arts. So I was like, yeah, I've got, I'll actually give comedy a go, see what it's about. Um, called him up, um, and went down to a gig in Old Street, uh, absolutely died on my hole. It was, ugh, ugh. Right. Like, looking back on it now, I was like, ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> I mean, everything about the gig was awful. It wasn't conducive to stand comedy whatsoever. Right. But my material certainly did not help. Um... <laughs> And yeah, but but the thing is that even though I died, even though like, it was awful, like I felt comfortable on stage. It was like, okay, I've done it. You know what I mean? Like, right. like surely now things can only get better. The only way's up. Like, yeah, can't get yeah. any worse than this. Um, so that was my that was my first stand up in a club. I, I did I did stand up when I was fourteen. That does like a one off talent show. Um, but this is the first time in a pub, in a proper comedy club with strangers. Um, right. And yeah, uh, and then I just kept on going back to like open spot clubs and I don't know I don't know when I would say I officially became a comedian but that was that's 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 what got the ball rolling so what what year are we talking about your first uh, gig so that, okay so that would have been like I think it was August or September 2004 right yeah right. yeah it would be 2004 so 2005 was the first year when that like, everything I, mean, I started doing it like when I really started making an effort so 2004 right and this was uh, this was in in London at the at the, at the comedy clubs. Is that right? Um, yeah. This was it was a venue. Yeah, it was a venue in Old Street in like central London. Um, right. I don't think I, I think it's, I think it's a Sainsbury's local now. From last time I was on, <laughs> which which probably is a good thing. It probably serves <laughs> definitely serves more purpose. Um, yeah, uh, it's a little it was a little it was a bar. Yeah. And then there was like a snooker club right, right. next door. See, right next door. It was in the same building, just a curtain that separated it. So that made it even worse doing the gig because you could hear everyone playing snooker and making noise. Yeah. Oh, All the bleed was coming <laughs> into the international comedy club room. Um, yeah, I can't, bar bar one eight seven or something, right, something right. like that right. in Old Street. So um, to get your grounding uh, as a stand-up comedian, did you play a lot of pubs doing five-minute slots, taking a friend along for support? Is that how you got in? 
Um, yeah, I, I didn't take a friend along. I, I, I think I, I think I was probably the generation before. Right. Like, um, yeah, I've, I've heard about that, and I'm like, oh, right. open sports, man. I mean, it's hard enough in open sport. You have to bring a friend as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone knows comedians don't have friends. Um, <laughs> just, you know, I'm sure we, just, we travel alone. We just go from, <laughs> go from gig to gig. We don't have friends, right? We have we have gig lists. We have acquaintances. We don't have friends. <laughs> Um, no, I didn't have, I'd have, to, I'd have to bring any friends, but I did do the whole, I did do the open mic circuit because obviously that's, yeah, yeah. that's how you start, you know, you yeah. start doing the open mics, you know, you do your five minutes, you know, and then you, you progress to seven minutes and you progress to 10 minutes like, oh, how, that's, that's double five. How am I going to do that? Um, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've, I've worked through all that, you know, doing, doing the open mics and then, you know, starting to get paid for little Brilliant. bits and pieces yeah. here and there. So I've, yeah. I've over the years you know, climbed the ladder. That's excellent. Um, the reason I ask that is that uh, I go to a lot of um, free comedy nights where mm. friends of mine uh, become comedians, want to become comedians. Okay. So, so of course, they send me along and I'm sitting in the front row going bananas in the front row, <laughs> laughing away at them. And, um, uh, it's obviously good for them, but suddenly when they have a gig when I'm not there, they're thinking, "Well, where's the laugh?" You well, know, that's the thing. Like, do, do you do you laugh more because it's your friends? Uh, I am very supportive, but but for me, it's got to be funny. You know, you've, you yeah, you've yeah. got to have a five minute routine. It's very rare I don't laugh. I'm very enthusiastic <laughs> about what I do, but if I don't laugh, I just tend to sit in silence. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see that's the thing like that's why I don't like um, having like my friend I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad that I didn't go to that whole yeah. being a friend because I, I don't like performing in front of people that I know right um, yeah for some reason like if I, if I know you it's like no don't come to any of my gigs because one if you laugh <laughs> well, I hope, I hope you don't mind me being there <laughs> oh no mate you, you know okay, you, I mean, you've, you've been to my gigs that, that's cool that's fine uh, we're, we're, we're cool. We're cool. You you are welcome to Nathan Cade and comedy gigs. Um, but yeah, people like my mum, my yeah, girlfriend, yeah, my yeah, brother yeah. was like, no, no, just <laughs> go away. Like I've been, like, I, I was out of my girlfriend during the day, and yeah. then a gig came up, a last minute gig in Central London. I was like, I've got a gig. And she's like, oh, I'll come with you. I was like, no, 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 no. I made her go shopping for like an hour or so because <laughs> I didn't want her to come. I, I don't like people that I know no. because. I mean, one, they know what I'm like off stage, right? So I'm like, mm, no, um, I don't want to see the magic. You know what I mean? And and also, yeah. like, if if they're laughing, in my head, I'm always going to be thinking, are you laughing because you know me and you're trying to be supportive? <laughs> yes, Whereas yes. if it's strangers, you know, if they're laughing, it's because they find you funny. It's because you know they find I mean? you funny, exactly. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I, I hate... That's interesting. Hate having people that I know. The only times when, like, people I know, like my mum, that like, come to my gig, or is if I, like, when I, when I did Love of the Apollo or yes. Mock the Week, that's the only time I've had family. Otherwise, like, no, just no. Wow. Um, so was there a point early on or throughout your career where you thought to yourself, I can make a go of this, I'm doing this well, I can make a living from this? Um, make a living? Uh, okay, there was one, t I remember there was one time when I thought, okay, maybe I'm doing something right. Um, it was the 2005 Laughing Horse New Act competition. Yeah. Again, sh sharing my age, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a semi-final, right? And at the time I'm 19, 20, right? Um, I, was, I, was, I was a kid. 
and that that's how I thought I was. That's, that's how I thought I came across to everyone else. Like, ah, this kid, he's, he's up on stage telling us dumb jokes. You know, he's, he's not going to get anywhere. And that's what I thought. I thought, you know, I mean, I can be funny for a little while, but to that, you know, to, to an adult audience, they're not yeah. going to care what I've got to say, you know? Yeah. Talking about being at university and going to clubs, you know, trying to pull girls and stuff. Like, what? no, they're not going to want to hear what material I've got because they just think that I'm a kid and they're going to dismiss me straight away. Sure. So I, I did the semi-final and it was, um, it was the audience got to vote. They voted for their first, second, third, and then they tallied up all the points and whoever came first went through to the final. And I came first. I didn't expect to. Because they were, they were, they were, yeah, well, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well um, um, but no, well, I, at the time, I didn't think so. I was like, I'm just a kid. Like, there were yeah. other adults there, you know, who were talking about stuff that probably they could relate to more. But I didn't, they, they thought I was funny. And that's when I was like, ah, yeah. so maybe I can make a random group of adult strangers laugh. Yeah. Maybe, because you know, I thought maybe I was confined to like, just doing like, university gigs because they're my age. Right. But I was like, oh no, I can make anyone laugh. It doesn't, doesn't matter what their age is. And that's when I was like, okay, cool, cool. So I'm, I'm going to see what happens. Start, this is it, yeah. This is the point and, and, and you've been successful ever since. Um, talking of competitions, you've won or been nominated for many competitions, including the Amused Moose Runner-Up and the mm. Chortle Student Comedian of the Year in both yeah. in 2005, mm. and also FHM Stand Up Hero finalist in 2010. De de describe yeah. the experiences overall of competitions. Do you think they gain you credit? Do you think they are a good thing? Do you think they're a good way in? Um, it's it's it's. I mean, if you get to a final, or whatever, it's it's good to have in your CV. Yeah. You know, but I mean, if you, I want to say you you have to do competitions to make it. There's other. There's so many different avenues now. Sure. So I mean, well, when I started, there wasn't social media and stuff, and YouTube wasn't as big as it is now. Yeah. So competitions, it was it was a good avenue because like, okay, who's who's the new acts coming through? It's good to the competition to see who's in there. Um, so, I mean, for, for me personally, it was it was it was good because I, I did quite well. Um, yeah, when the chore student won, and uh, I was one of up, yeah, one of up in Moose Moose. Um, um, who won? Uh, oh, uh, a woman called Sarah Millican. She came first. Uh, what happened is. to her? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I think she gave up. Yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, same with um, the, the FHM stand-up. I mean, the guy who won it, the guy called Josh Whittacombe. Um, oh. I, 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 yeah, yeah, N nothing, nothing Where from him. Nothing. <laughs> exactly. He's not here talking to you. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess yeah, competition. They they're good. You know, like they're good to have your CV if you, you know if you're a finalist or runner up, winner, whatever. But I, I, I wouldn't say you have to do it now. No, no. Um, uh, the first ever act I saw was way back in the 70s and, and it was Les Dawson on holiday uh, okay. and then a year later I saw Tommy Cooper and I got the bug for um, going to comedy shows and the first okay. one I ever saw in London was in 1992 at the comedy store and the bill there was Steve Gribbin, Linda Smith, Phil Jupiter's, and I thought this is fantastic. Mm. And that that really, I, the blog started off as a spreadsheet, and then it's created into this very enthusiastic, uh, joyous thing, which is hopefully supporting and helping all the comedians. Um, let's move on to the Edinburgh 
Fringe, uh, mm. the Edinburgh Festival. Um, I'm I'm very lucky to go to the Fringe every year, uh, and wow. that's my holiday. I go. I, I normally go in the middle week, and I see about fifty shows, and I'm wow. shattered by the end of it. But I just have the <laughs> best time. Um, my my first one was two thousand and five. Um, okay. Describe describe what your first experience of it was, please. Uh, it would have been the same year, 2005. That's, right. that's um, the, the Amuse Moose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we probably walked by each other and didn't yeah. even know. Um, it was the, the Amuse Moose uh, new act competition. Yeah. The semi final and the final were in Edinburgh. Right. Um, on two different weekends. So I remember I, I went up for, I think, maybe the middle weekend or the third weekend, did the semi final. And I, I, remember, I remember I got through to the final. I remember being outside. Yeah, where was it? I think it was the underbelly. Right, yes. Uh, in Edinburgh. Yeah, no, well, yeah. Which, yeah, if you know Edinburgh, you'll know the underbelly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Otherwise, this is a very random uh, reference. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was in the underbelly and I was I was calling my mum. It's late at night. I was like, mum, I've got to come back to Edinburgh next weekend. I'm through to the final. And she's like, okay, well done. And, I'll, and, and in my head, I'm like, how much is that going to cost me to because Edinburgh's expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah. who, whose sofa am I going to sleep on next weekend? Um, yeah, so I remember, yeah, coming up, going back home, being excited for the final, and then going back up, um, getting runner up, coming second, yeah. going back home, and um, showing my mum the trophy, which to, to this day she still has because she has oh, high, she's stolen it, and like it's hers, but like she was the one who was on stage. Um, She'll be she, delighted for her son. She's got, oh, she's she got it um, on a display by the TV. In, yeah. in the living room. It's like, mum, you, you realise, it, it says Nathan Caton and not like Genevieve Caton. You realise that, right? Just say, like, you weren't on stage, that's, that's all me. Kind of have my trophy back. But she can have it, it's fine. <laughs> that's brilliant. And and you've been going consistently nearly every year, haven't you? Um, well, not in the last five or so years. Um, right. So I did two, 2005, I did uh, Amuse Moose. 2007, I did a two-hander with another comedian, Matt Brown. Yeah. We got to him. No, we did no, half an hour yeah. each. Shared an hour, and then my first solo show was 2009. I did 2009, 10, 11, and then 14, 13, 14, or 14, 15. Yeah, 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 brilliant, um, brilliant. And did you find writing an hour's worth solo show was, was, did it get harder the more time you had to fill, or did you have ideas, or how did, how did, um, the, how did the solo shows come about? It's up and down, really. I mean, yeah. the first the first one, 2009, was fairly easy because I had never done Edinburgh before. So I had, like, well, 2009, so four to five years worth of material that I could stack up into an hour yeah. and make it into a show. So I found that easier and probably more enjoyable because there's so much stuff. It's like, okay, well, what if I do that with this? And we'll put that there and bring that in here. And I could, there's so many ways to mould the show. And I think that came through because the show that I'm, well, I'm still very proud of that, that, that debut show, um, which I got, I got a good work out of it. You know, I got to work with the BBC and stuff, so that was cool. Um, I, I had uh, the uh, the difficult the uh, second album syndrome. Uh, oh, I see. Right. The second one was difficult. I was. I remember I was doing um, photo shoots for my show, and I still didn't know what the show was. So oh, like, what's, it, what's, what's, what's it called? What's it called? I was like, 
uh, what's it about? Um, it's, it's about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I yeah. I kind of that was a mishmash of a show. Yeah. Um, but in 2011, uh, that was that was better because mm. I didn't constrict myself so much to you know, having a theme. Right. It was just okay. Then we we'll just do an hour of stuff and see what theme naturally comes about. Sure. And I enjoyed that. And I think also. By that time, I was going. I was doing. I was doing stand up full time. I was gigging a lot. I was writing a lot, and I was able to produce more material and I got better at writing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it kind of went. Two thousand nine was up there. Two thousand ten down. Two thousand eleven uh, up. Um, twenty four. One after twenty thirteen fourteen, which I can't remember what year it was. Um, that was the the Teenage Mutant Nathan Cajun show. Right? I, um, I remember that. I couldn't get into that. It was it was sold out when I went up. I wanted to try oh, really? to get in, but the day I went, I, I couldn't get in. I was fuming. Oh snap! Sorry, man. Um, <laughs> the one day that it was sold out. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm thinking that this is a complete sellout. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that that show, I uh, I enjoyed doing it. Yeah. Um, it was probably the most heartfelt and emotional show I've done because I've talked about things that I've got really deep and personal but I think that might have worked against me because some of viewers were like this is too deep <laughs> it's, not, it's not funny um, uh, but that was that was more of a, a show there was yeah. more narrative there and then 2015 uh, was just an amalgamation of stuff which is an hour of this is what I've been doing for the last 12 months. Blah. And I just, there was there was no narrative. I was very carefree with that. Um, so I, I, I mean, I've enjoyed them all in different ways. It's all, it's all, it's all been a challenge, every, every single show. Cause it, you know, it's made me write. It's made me, you know, fine tune material and stuff yeah. like that. Um, yeah, that's one thing about Edinburgh. It, it does make you work. It is, it is an, ex it is an amazing experience, I think for both comedian and audience. Um, mm. and, I, and I think, as you've been talking about your different shows, it's all about uh, experience and it's all about gaining confidence when you're on yeah. stage and you have to walk out there and you're in control of the room and mm. you, you want to obviously be funny, but if you want to say specific things, it's this confidence that, 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 enthu that, that, that has to go around the room and I think you've got it in absolute spades. I've seen you many times live and you're very easy going, but, but you, you're the sort of comedian that makes, makes the audience want to sit up and listen and then you've got to kill a punchline and it, it, oh, it works brilliantly. Thank um, you. Uh, on, on top of the confidence, uh, do you ever suffer from any nerves before you go on stage? And if so, how do you cope with them? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. lots of times. I get probably still got nervous now. I got, got nervous. Was it last week? Um, my, my first like, gig back in the club after like, I don't know six seven months. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was nervous. I was like, how do I how do I do my jokes again? Like this this material that I haven't done in months. I was like, what's the wording for that? What's, yeah. How do I get to the punch? I know what the punchline is, but what's the setup? Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I get nervous all the time. But um, but I remember when I was in high school, my drama teacher always said, if you don't get nervous, you're not doing it right. Nerves That's means that advice. you, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you get nervous, nerves mean that you care about it. You care, about, and I, I care about what I do, and it kind of it makes you focus. It sharpens you. It's like, okay, I'm nervous. I have to get this right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I kind of, 
I kind of welcome the nerves now. Like, um, do you pace up and down before you go on stage, or once you've spoken mm. on stage, does it? Are you, are you fine when you're on stage, or? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't pace around. Maybe yeah. I'll just, uh, I don't know, kind of keep myself to myself for a quick yeah, bit and yeah. kind of go yeah. go through not all the material because sometimes I don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Like, and I'm, some, I know there's some points that I want to get to, yeah. but I don't always have the fillers. No. Like, it's like, no. okay, I'm, I'm going to open with this, but then what should I yeah. do in the middle? Or what, what can I end on? Or I know I'm going to end on, so like, okay, but how do I get to the ending? So sometimes I'm just going to the points that I know I want to get to. Yeah. Or yeah. If, I, if I've got that like, new stuff, I was like, okay, okay, remember the new bit, okay, put it in there and it goes like this. Yeah. Um, so I kind of do it to myself, himself to himself and go through it. But yeah, once I'm on stage, I mean, that's it's You're my happy fine. place. Yeah, um, I mean, once I say the first stroke, it's like, oh, okay, I'm well off. You're away, yeah. Um, uh, describe in more detail your writing process. Do you do you mm. have different um, pointers that that lead you on to write, or or do you just uh, mind? It's a horrible term, but do you mind map ideas? Do you? Um, do you stick to one particular theme, or how do you, um, uh, if you if you at all, have a writing mm. process? Um, it's my writing process. It's it's quite it's more laid back than it used to be. Yeah. When I first started, I used to sit down. And I was like, okay, I need to write about this topic, and I used to write out word for word every single thing that I am going to say on stage. Wow. But then I would go on stage and I would never say it how I wrote it out. Because obviously, wow. when you're at home writing it, you know, you're formal. But you go on yeah. stage, I'm, you know, like, I'm like, hey, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just like, it kind of free flows, it flows in a different way. It was yeah. just more naturally. So I stopped writing fully. I'd write like that bullet points. Um, but in terms of like what material, um, pretty much anything. I mean, yeah. Yeah. a lot of like what's going on in the news or like, you know, yeah like yeah. current affairs and like that. Yeah. Um, if I've got an opinion on it, I'll try and turn it into a piece of material. Yes, and yeah. I like, I don't always, not anymore anyway, when I was younger, but now maybe because I'm, I'm long in the tooth and I kind of know what I'm doing. Yeah. Whereas I don't write it out fully or I, I might even write bullet points. Instead, I'll make mental notes and then I'll go on stage and if I'm, if I'm trying to do stuff, I'll just see what comes out. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. If it's funny, that's how it's going to be. If it's not, I'll tweak it until I find the funny bit. Yeah. And that's happened. And then, and then I'll go and I'll write the bullet points out, rather than trying to force it to write it. And then and instead, I'll just mentally write things in my head and try to remember it. Or I'll, I'll write. Or I'll go notepad, like yeah, or notepad. But I'll yeah. just like write a word or sentence and like, okay, that's about that bit. And then that will trigger my mind to remember. That's that's fascinating because when you when you talked about the the first process when you wrote everything down, mm. it, it reminded me. Um, uh, I saw Ken Dodd live uh, three or four mm. times, and mm. he was an amazing delivery of a of a joke, but mm. um, it was the same joke. It was the same routines, the majority of them. But he was a great deliverer of them. And yet mm. you had somebody like Frankie Howard, who infamously had every U and R that he said written down for him, <laughs> and, and, and 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 it's extraordinary how um, certainly comedians 
uh, go about how to be original, which you are, or unique in what you do, which you also are, um, uh, um, and how they process that and how they get to the final point of, of delivering the joke to the audience. Mm. Um, just moving on from that, do you have a way of remembering your jokes and routines? Do you um, have, uh, again, trigger points in your head that will lead you on to the next routine, or is there a way of doing it? Um, I, I have, like, a sentence or, like, a header, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, okay, so at a moment, uh, what would I say something like... Um, Sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, like, okay, I'm thinking about a, a chunk of material that I've got, okay. Oh, okay, um, bell ends in lockdown. <laughs> That's one of my topics. Right. So I I know, <laughs> well, I see that, I say, okay, I know, I know what, for, it's, like, it's like chapters. Yeah. That's the heading yeah, chapter. Yeah, yeah. And I know all the jokes that's in the chapter. Um, and then brilliant. if I'm going to attach it to, to another piece of material, I'll see, I'll try and think of a, a, a segue to get from that chapter to the next chapter i see yeah 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 it's a good it's a good way of doing it um tell me more about your appearances on live at the apollo and mock the week what what were they like as opposed to live stand-up was it was was there any restrictions or could you say what you like or how how does the process work uh no no there was definitely restrictions because it's tv i mean right. that, live comedy i mean in the clubs it's just raw it's it's yeah it's um oh uh, man it's the, the true art form man it's exactly yeah, yeah. The energy and the uh, yeah. man yeah you want you want proper comedy go to a comedy club yeah i mean oh, I, I sound like an old dinosaur but like tv is great you know and but like it's not the same it's yeah. social media i mean yeah for, yeah people are funny on social media but i always think if you want to go like a proper comedy proper comedian Hit a comedy club. You got to be oh, club, yeah, yeah. So much, oh, the energy does. Oh, so addictive. Um, but um, I mean, lovely Apollo. Not really, they were great. They're both great. Um, uh, did, did, did the producers ask you to be on them? Um, he, well, so lovely Apollo. Um, I am. I, I think I did a showcase that my agents put together. Right. And then I was a few weeks later. I'm. Going to a gig, um, I park up and I take out my phone. I see there's a voicemail, and as my agent said, "Hey Nathan, can you call me back? Can you get a moment?" So I call her back. I think it was oh, she, she gonna she gonna let me go? What's going on? Have I done something wrong? And she's like, um, "What's this?" So, yeah, I said, she's like, um, so lovely Apollo. How do you feel? How do you feel about doing it? Wow. I was like, "What? Like, yeah, you've been offered Apollo." I was like. Okay, hold on. Why are you calling me to ask me? You know what the answer is going to be. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. I can't. I'm, I'm gigging it in Leighton Buzzard that night. No. Um, yeah, I'll do it. Um, so, yeah. They, and then with Mock the Week, it was uh, an Edinburgh preview, actually. Yeah. Right. Uh, one of the producers from Mock the Week came down to an Edinburgh preview that I did. And maybe I was doing topical stuff. Uh, and during Edinburgh, again, it was one morning. My agent called me. It's like, um, you've been booked for more the week, uh, the first week back after Edinburgh. Wow. I was like, wow. Yeah, and I mean, talking <laughs> about nerves earlier. I definitely had nerves doing like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Apollo and Monterey. I remember my first Apollo, um, you know, there's that big screen, this is lovely Apollo, yeah. and then it comes up yeah. and there's all that smoke. Yeah, I remember standing behind that. I'm, I'm about I'm about to go on, right? And I, I was the last act on the night, so I was like, okay, I can't afford to be shit. 
because <laughs> I'm 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 gonna be their last memory of the gig. So um, I was like, okay, come on, you got to nail, you got to nail. I mean, practicing my material, my, my routine for like the last two three weeks because my agent drilled it into me like get your twenty minutes down tight. So I'm standing there. Uh, waiting and uh, the company's like, are you ready for your next act? I was like, oh shit, it's me, it's me. And uh, I remember one of the, uh, the show managers, he was like, um, the thing was coming up and all the smoke starts coming everywhere. And the show manager's like, walk forward. And I was like, I can't, I'm smoke, I can't see where I'm going. Like, Just walk forward, walk forward. And the audience will be there. It's like, dude, I cannot see where I'm going. It's like, walk. So I walk forward. Smoke, and then like two seconds later, I'm just standing there, and it's like I don't know how many thousand people just staring at me, like, come on, let's go. <laughs> what have you got? I'm sorry, I can't see. Oh, here's my first line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, my, my first line was, <coughs> <laughs> and of course, and of course, you have to do it as though it's your first ever time. <laughs> mm. You know, it's just, it's just like you, it's a walk in the park. Um. Uh, so presumably, uh, was that your comedy highlight so far, or do you have a co another comedy highlight? Or um... that's the um, that's definitely one of them. Yeah, uh, doing Love the Apollo because when I first started, that was a show. All the yes, big comedians, was, you know, yeah. you got into Love the Apollo. That was that was yo, that was it. Yeah, you know, um, it was like the, the pinnacle. Um, so well, to get I on that. I used to go there all the time to to watch stand up comedy as well. The, the comedians, yeah. it would be a favorite touring. Uh, yeah. Oh, so it's, it's a great venue. Yeah, great venue. Um, yeah, that that was definitely a highlight. And also, um, even though I said I don't let my family come in, my mum, my girlfriend, and my brother came. That's fantastic. And um, it was, I know, it kind of felt like me showing off to mum, going, "Mum, look, I'm on TV, mum." can do. That's brilliant. Look. Look what your, your little baby's doing. He's making all these strangers laugh with like random dick jokes and stuff. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah. And after the show, uh, backstage, uh, was, was me, my mum, girl from my brother. And my, my brother, um, if you see me do stand up, you know my brother's like, my brother's very laid back, very lackadaisical. Um, he, he hates the fact that like, sometimes people refer to him as Nathan Caton's little brother and he hates it. He's like, listen, I'm my own person, okay? Um, he hates it, but after that, after that Apollo performance, he was like, "Yo, bruv, that was funny." And that, <laughs> my brother doesn't pay me compliments like that, so for him to be like, "That was funny," I was like, "Okay." There you okay. go. You couldn't yeah. ask for a better compliment. Exactly. Yeah, that's 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 brilliant. I've got a I've got an older brother, and we're and we're very very close, but we don't look like each other. He he doesn't mm. have glasses or a big chin or whatever. And um, for, for me, right throughout my life, I've been burdened with, um, it's not a burden, it, it's, it's been quite a success. I am the absolute double of Eddie the Eagle Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> and when he, when he was popular, at co when I was at college in the 80s, um, the, the classes used to stop and say, come up to me and go, you're not his brother, are you? And I didn't know who they were talking about <laughs> until they, they got me a meeting with him. He was opening up a radio rentals in Hanley in Stoke. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I met him and he went, oh, my God. I said, I know, the, it's extraordinary. <laughs> Doppelganger, how you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 wonderful when, when, when something like that happens. Um, do you have any ambitions as a comedian? Would you like to write your own sitcom? Would you like to be on a, mm. on a, a more quiz shows? Would you like? To, oh yeah, yeah. 
Definitely. I mean, well, I'm, I'm a very ambitious person. I'm. I always want to get better, and I'm, I'm always thinking, okay, what's next? You know, yeah. like when I did that Love the Apollo, I was like, okay, that's great. I've done it. What now? What's next? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm always looking, you know, to climb the ladder. Um, yeah, to do more stuff. I mean, yeah, I would love to have my own sitcom. Yeah. Um, I would love to, you know, be be, be a, a, a big touring name. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, happy, I mean, I'm in a good place, but I mean, obviously, I, I want more. I know I want to carry on touring. Yeah. On, you know, um, I would. Uh, I, I want to go to America, and I would like to, you know, just try my chops there as well. Right. And see if my comedy translates. Um, uh, also, uh, I would sure love to like. Were, I'm sure it would. I, I think you've got no doubt. I, I well, I don't know. I mean, don't, don't jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to um, to try try my go try 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 my hand in America. Um, I would also. I was talking to about this with someone recently. I would love to like have my own like a sports comedy chat show. Brilliant! What a great idea! Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a massive football fan. I'm a massive basketball fan. And the thought of combining sports with comedy, because naturally in sports, there's a lot of comedy, you know, like fans yeah, taking course, yeah. each other's team and stuff. And I would like to have something that, like that that translates into like a radio show or a TV show. That, that would be... Uh, that would be brilliant. Who's your, who's your team? Um, so in basketball, Toronto Raptors. Yeah. Hence the hat. Um, in football, I'm, I'm a Brentford fan. Good man. Well, uh, I'm a Carlisle United fan because that's my home oh. city. Cool. I, I've, I've been. I've been to your ground. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brunton in, Park. Yeah, 2010. That's right. I think we, yeah, we played yeah. you on the first game of the season in League One. Yeah. Um, and exactly it was during right, the yeah. Edinburgh Festival. So yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is perfect. I've got the train down, Carlisle, got the train back, yeah. did my show. I mean, you, you spanked us, I think, two or three nil. I think but, it was three nil, wasn't it? Yeah, but 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 Brentford are a decent side. Yeah, well, um, well, at the moment, you know, playoff final on Saturday, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Well done, same. yeah. I, I go to Carlisle uh, every summer, and as you mm. say, it's ideal for me to just to go up for an hour to Edinburgh because it's, it's only an hour on the train. Yeah. Um, how have you found online gigs as opposed to live gigs i've seen you many many times uh, at many different comedy gigs and most notably always be comedy but i've also mm. seen you um uh, at, at, at other different at other different gigs um mm -hmm. do you do many online gigs uh, and if so what do you think of them yeah i do a hell of a load. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, no, no, it's just great. Listen, it's yeah. kept me going during this pandemic, of you know. Because yeah. um, I, I, the thought of just sitting at home doing nothing, absolutely kills me. I mean, yeah. like working hard, you know, just work, work, work. That's been drilled into me from my mum and my grandma. Yeah. So, like, so I have to, I have to always do something. So when the pandemic hit. Um, I was doing stuff like on social media for free, whatever. Then the online gigs came, and as soon as it was offered to me, I jumped on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there were some comedians who were like, "No, nah, I don't do that. That's not me." But I was like, "Listen, if it's a chance for me to do some comedy in some shape or form, I'm down. Sign me up." So from about mm, May onwards, I've been doing a hell of a load of just online Zoom gigs and like little corporates on Teams and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's it was weird at first, um, especially because at, when the Zoom gigs first came in, um, people didn't really know how it worked. So uh, they wouldn't have like um, the audience with their mics on. 
or like you couldn't see them. There's the camera. So you're just talking to a screen for 20 minutes with no feedback. Oh my gosh, it is so soul destroying. It's, like, it's, it's not a gig, it's just a guy having a mental breakdown on Zoom. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was cold, man. It's like, is this funny? Can someone just write in the chat, ha ha, so I know it's funny. <laughs> um, but I mean, now it's different because now see you can have yeah. all these members with their cameras on, their mics um, yeah. on as well. Um, yeah, so I, I I like him now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're going to go and I don't want them to. Yeah, um, it's, yeah they're, they're cool, you know, like, you can do things that you really you can't quite do in a comedy club. Even though yeah. being in a comedy club is great, but on Zoom also, you know, you can have a bit of fun, you know, yeah. you can see everyone, you know, yeah. all you have to yeah. say their name, their highlights on the screen, you yeah. chat to them, you can see inside people's homes and stuff, yeah. you know, and that means jokes and that. And sometimes like people have their mics on, don't realize it, and then you hear them, you hear, you hear some random stuff. Because <laughs> people just talking, like they they can't be heard, but everyone can hear them. Everyone can you know, hear people them. on the phone or whatever, <laughs> stuff like that. Like I, I did one Zoom gig, and I just heard, I just heard his voice go, "What is he? Some sort of rapper?" <laughs> not, not knowing that they were they were on. It's like, no, I'm a comedian, mate. Wow. But thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think Zoom gigs are cool, man. They're cool, yeah. and also like you know, the great things like you don't have to leave your home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly, yeah. My first gig back last week, um, I was happy to go out to a comedy club, but I was just like. I have to leave. I have to drive. I have to, like, I have to, I have to put on jeans. Yeah, like, I'm just getting my pants. I, uh, I, I agree with you. I think, I think online gigs have been a super substitution. I mm. think that, I think that if they hadn't have happened, I, it would have driven me mad. I don't know how I would have got through lockdown. And mm. I agree um, with um, uh, when they first started. Um, uh, there was no audio so I would sit here and just laugh at four walls and I thought it was going to be taken away <laughs> because I'm, I'm so loud but as soon as they opened up the audio the comedians could get a sense of the laughter they could become more involved who, who yes, did it but, exactly. um, and it's, it's wonderful and I think it will continue but for me you can't beat live comedy I, I, oh, yeah. I, I really miss going out on a Saturday night having a mm. few beers and then going to a com comedy club and laughing my socks off because as I said before it's of the moment that you're in yeah. and you never know yeah. what you're going to you never know what's going to happen and mm -hmm. uh, uh, please please come back very very soon live comedy yeah. I'm sure it will um, but I think you're right I think the online um, uh, comedy will continue they might do a live a, a live stream maybe one night or yeah yeah the promoters or something because mm -hmm. what's been interesting with the audiences is that they come from all over the world and they might not yeah. get to a specific venue and yet it's mm. all there for them um it'll be interesting to see what does happen um who are your favorite comedians past and present okay um so my, my my idol, my influence is a uh, Eddie Murphy. Oh but, mate, what a what a choice! Oh, yeah, old old school Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the original coming to America, not coming to America too. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, proper, like, I would put forty eight hours trading places. Yeah. 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 Great great movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, and Raw I, is I, an amazing performance, stand up performance. Eddie Murphy Raw. Yeah, war and delirious. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, so I got to Eddie Murphy when I was a kid because yeah. I used to watch what my family, my family used to watch him. So I used to, I used to watch what my family watched. 
So I used to watch his, well, say watch them. I was watching the movies even though I shouldn't have been watching it because I was underage. <laughs> but, um, so, but I knew yeah. he was funny. I, was, I didn't realize he was a stand up. Yeah. It wasn't until like um, I saw, there's a, I think they had, my, my family had uh, Eddie Murphy Delirious on v, VCR on VHS. Yeah. In his bed leather suit, right? And I was like, what's Eddie Murphy doing? And there were times when like they used to like, they would send me and my cousins out to the garden to the passage go and play go and play and then put the tape on and I could just hear them (laughs) what are they laughing at what are they laughing at and then eventually maybe I was about 14, 15 um, I got my hands on it I managed to get it off my grandma I don't know how I think I just blagged it or maybe she just thought I go on now you're old enough and I watched it and poof I was like this is Eddie Murphy and yeah I was absolutely hooked and then so was he an influence to you? Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I mean, well, Richard Pryor. Yeah. Because without Richard Pryor, you wouldn't have Eddie Murphy. Then you yeah. wouldn't have all the other black comedians and all generations after. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Eddie Murphy, like talking about like his family and stuff. I used yeah. to do a lot. Of, well, I say I used to. I, I do jokes about my family, you know, um, and like cultural jokes and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, Definitely an influence. Eddie Murphy, like, of yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about now, more modern comics? Um, so I'm a big fan of Dave Chappelle. Yeah, brilliant. Um, uh, I think he's funny, but also he, he's smart. Very and much so, yeah. I like comedians. I like comedians like who aren't just funny, but they go, okay, yeah. It's, I, I see your point. I see. Well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Bill Burr. Oh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I just love how angry he gets at yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? He's like, a you can tell that, isn't he? Yeah, he's great. Yeah. yeah. You can tell that when he's talking about it, like, he, he means this. Like, this is actually his opinion. <laughs> you know, he's not just saying it to be funny. This is what he thinks. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Bill, I, I think Bill Burr is an amazing stunt comedian. Um, Fantastic. Really yeah. good choices, man. Really good. Um <laughs> Like me, do you go to a lot of comedy gigs as a member of the audience, either as a comedian or before you were a comedian? No, no. never, you know. No. A, a, um, a, a lot of the comedians say no, and, you know, it's, yeah. it's perfectly understandable. No, I mean, well, maybe because I'm so busy, I'm always gigging yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even before now, I, I, guess, I don't know, it's never really appealed to me no. to go to a, a comedy. Like, unless everyone's watching me. I'm not going. Um, <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> um, nah, nah. I mean, the only time I've, I've gone as a punter is like during Edinburgh. Right, I've gone yeah, to see the like, other yeah. friends' shows. Yeah. Did um, you have? Did you have a lot of comedy growing up? Um, was in comedians on TV and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or, or did you go as a family like I did growing up to to comedy gigs or anything like that? Was was there? Uh, we go to gigs, but there was always like my family used to watch like a lot of yeah, like, Eddie yeah. Murphy, uh, there were, Lenny Henry. Yeah, they watched yeah, a lot of, of his shows. Yeah, um, because well, he was the, the only black comedian yeah, yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah. So when he was on, my family like. Lenny's on, Lenny's on. Yeah, yeah. You know, Brilliant. As, as, as a family, we could relate to the jokes and what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I remember watching a lot of Lenny. He was, again, one of my inspirations oh, he is, growing he, up. He's, he, he's so enthused for life, that, and, mm. and it makes him exceptionally funny, I think. He, he, can, he can deliver such a perfect routine, but it's the enthusiasm yeah. that goes along with it 
that is yeah. extraordinary. And and, yeah, I, and did, um, I mean, he's been there for years and years and yeah. years. He did um, his, he did a birthday show for the BBC, yeah. the 60th birthday show, and um, I was I I appeared in one of the sketches, um, and I did a warm up for the live audience. Yeah, and he came out and he was chatting to the audience. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, I mean, Sky, he's got it. He's, I, yeah. He's still got it after him. all these years. He just vibed off the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him in a in a serious play at the Donmar Warehouse, and he was out shaking hands with the audience before the play started. It was mm. extraordinary and getting to know them all. And everything. Um, uh, if you're on a comedy bill, do mm -hmm. you stay and watch all the comedians on the bill? Do you make a point of that, or does it depend on? circumstances or yeah it kind of depends on how many yeah, gigs yeah. i have that night yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> um yeah. especially like gigging in central london like yeah. i very rarely only do one gig yeah yeah, I've yeah, always, yeah. most time i've got two minimum yeah so yeah i'll have to rush off but yeah. the like, reason why i ask the last two questions is that um in my blog there's a section called the ones that got away and i've written okay. i've written about 25 comedians who I never got a chance to see live. And for me, Top of the Tree were Morecambe and Wise. I've seen okay. everything about them. I've got loads of books. I've seen plays about them, but I never actually saw them. Um, but uh, there are loads and loads. And Richard Pryor is in there. I would have loved to have seen him. Um, mm. uh, but the, the, for me, obviously, the memories that I've got from the comedians that I've seen it's extraordinary and it's fascinating listening to the different comedians who I chat to, what their uh, role models and memories of it are. Um, just before we go, and I've thoroughly enjoyed this tonight, my friend, thank you so much. Um, is there anything else you'd like, anything else you'd like to say? Uh, have you got any gigs coming up? Have you got any podcasts? Where can oh, people find you on social yeah, media? Um, so I've always got gigs um, um, booked up for the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, go on uh, nathankaton.com yeah. and you find my gig list there. Um, and then I'll be touring next year, 2022. Um, venue is not announced yet, but that's been booked as we speak. Um, again, hit my website or on social media. Uh, so Instagram is nathan.caton, C-A-T-O-N. Twitter's Nathan Caton, all one word. I'm even on TikTok for some reason. I'm not wow. young, but I do it. Um, yeah, Nathan Cates, comedian. Um, I've, I've well, it's a few podcasts. There's one podcast that I work on called the, the Weekly Roast. Yeah, where I just find random stories and roast it. Uh, and uh, been a basketball fan. I do one of NBA UK fans called Me Myself and Basketball. Um, but again, follow me on social media and you'll find everything there. Well, that's brilliant, mate. And I'm so pleased your tour is about to be announced because I'm going to be first in the queue to come and see you live again soon. And I will oh, see nice you live and online, my friend. I think you're a very, very funny man. And I just thank want you. to thank you so much for all you do to entertain. I think it's wonderful. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Appreciate and it. all the very best to you. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Cool, Thanks mate. Now. Take bye care bye. yourself.